Welcome to the Vineyard Cincinnati podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from one of our weekend services. To subscribe to our podcast or listen to other messages, go to vineyardcincinnati.com slash podcast. What's going on, VCC? How y'all doing? Can we give it up for those online, watching, near, far, whenever, wherever they are? Y'all welcome. Thank you for joining us. My name is Clay. I'm one of the teaching pastors here at Vineyard Cincinnati Church. And if you are here with us for the first time, welcome. We are so glad you are here. We are in a, we're in week two of a three-week series entitled He Gave, where we are exploring the heart of generosity, the heart of generosity. Last week, Matt kicked off the, the series as he made a call for us to understand and receive the grace of generosity, the grace, the generous grace of Jesus Christ so we too can live generously, right? And if you didn't catch the message, go check it out on YouTube. But I want to echo Matt. Generosity is, is not about just our wallets, but our hearts, It's not about just our money, but our hearts. You see, the Father is about the generous life. Think about it. And he, he, in Scripture, the most memorized Scripture, John 3, 16, most memorized Scripture uh, in the Bible says, For God so loved, Father God so loved the world that he, he, he gave, he gave. He gave his only son. He gave his only Holy Spirit. He gave gifts and calling that are irrevocable. He gave, you know, every good and perfect gift, right? He is in, no one can outgive God, so they say, right? No one can outgive God because he's why? He's the author of everything generous. He's the author of this thing. And to be honest with you, you can always tell when someone's heart is enamored. Someone has been just ruined by the gospel because they just, they give. They, 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 they start becoming generous. They start living in a different way. And, and how are they living? And they, 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 they want to they wanna do what the Father's doing in every way. And, and what's the Father doing? The Father is being and living about that generous life. He, he gave so we give, right? He enriched us so we can enrich others. He freely, he gives freely, we, you know, freely we receive, freely we want to give, right? Something like that, right? <laughs> this generosity thing, though, can be hard. Real talk. This, this can be very hard. It's cool to be generous, though, every once in a while. It's cool to have, like, a generous day or two, you know. But to make this a lifestyle, y'all, is, is hard. But there's a biblical principle here to help when the generosity gets hard. That's what I want to talk about today. So let's lean in to this thing together as we talk about the lifestyle, the lifestyle of generosity. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for being here and just near and and guiding us. We thank you for your wisdom, Lord, in this area. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you come and open our eyes and our hearts to see and hear you clearly. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being generous, Father God, and setting a model of how we can follow suit and be generous like you. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Amen. If I'm being honest, y'all, there are times when I just do not want to be generous. I I can struggle, y'all, with this lifestyle of generosity. Just last Sunday or Saturday, um, I remember, and I had a lot of things going on. I was, you know, doing the lawn. I was running errands. I was an Uber driver for everyone in my family. I... uh, you know, I'm, so I've got a lot going on, and I'm trying to work for a talk. I'm trying to work on this talk that I'm going to be giving later that day at the prophetic prayer and communion night. Um, so I'm thinking, man, I, I need to take a pause and just get a nap. Any parents feel me? You know what I'm saying? Can I get an amen? amen. I mean, kids, y'all, y'all probably don't like naps now, but believe me, y'all will kill for them when you get older, okay? <laughs> so I'm daydreaming about my Saturday nap, and... I need to kind of, you know, you know, conserve my energy for later today. I, I need to be with it later today. And, uh, you know, I'm walking upstairs and I'm getting my stuff together. I'm getting myself thinking, you know, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm about that N-A-P, baby. Let's go. And then my two seven-year-olds get at me. They're like, daddy, daddy, are we going to the park? Are we going to the park? I was like, oh, yeah, they've been asking me all day. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm about to tell them, no, not today, when I get a little nudge by Holy Spirit, like, hey, you want to be generous with your time and energy? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't. But the conviction set on me, and I'm like, ah. See, it was in that time. It's in those moments when I sense that if I give my time and energy up to my kids, I'm not going to have none later. So I'm like, no, nah, Lord, I don't want to. But then Holy Spirit was like, you know, you're gonna be, there's an invitation for you to be generous. And I'm like, all right. So I reluctantly turned around with a smile, asking him, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. So you know what we did. We went out. We went out to the park. You know, we had fun. They enjoyed time with Dad. I enjoyed time with them. Um, and it was good. And guess what? The Lord redeemed my time and energy. So later that day, I was good. I was able to think clearly and everything. Y'all, but here's the deal. There was an invitation by Holy Spirit to be generous. And every time, church, there's an invitation for us to be generous in any stretch, in any way, the Lord's going to take care of us. The Lord's going to provide. The Lord will provide a plan. But this is still hard for me. There are days where I just flat out, like, don't listen. Like, like, like I, I felt like the Holy Spirit, you know, again, prompts me to go to that, hey, Clay, go to that homeless person and, you know, hook him up with a little something. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that and I keep it moving. I mean, I mean, there are days when the Lord says, hey, be a little more generous with your, with your compliments and kind words to this person. And I don't listen. For some reason, I find myself holding back. What is that? Or, you know, I'm in a drive-thru, and I feel the Lord say, hey, pay for the, for the family behind you until I look up in the rearview mirror and, and see that they got a big family. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear you, Lord. That's me. 
this generosity thing can be hard for your boy, especially for it to be an everyday lifestyle. And I look back at examples like these, and I can see a common denominator lie at work. There's this lie that's at work every time. And, and the lie sounds a lot like this. I won't have enough. I won't be enough. And ultimately, I don't think God's enough. You know, it's, it sounds crazy just airing out the things that we hear in the dark. But, I mean, that's the lie I believe we hear. You know, I don't want to, to, to give up my time now because I won't have enough. I, won't, I don't want to give up my finances and my, 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 my resources. I'm not going to have enough. If I adopt that child, I don't think I will be enough. I don't think I'll have enough eventually. If I'm too generous with my compliments, too generous with my kindness, I might somehow lose my status with that person and hence won't be enough. Shoot, I'm sure most of us can relate. I can't afford to tithe because if I tithe, I don't think I'll have enough. And to be honest with you, I don't think God can pull through enough i got to be a little stingy, Clay, with my forgiveness because I don't want to be anybody's doormat and hence not be enough. I, that's, it, can, it can keep going. I know it sounds crazy saying it out loud, right? But this lie can leads to this fear, this fear of, of losing out, this fear of getting a smaller piece of the pie or, or just not being enough and distracts us or prevents us from pressing into this life of generosity. But then I read passages like 2 Corinthians 8, 9, and, and I can breathe a sigh of relief. Check it out. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. Whew. Wow. We are rich. We have every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. There is no lack in him. You know, we have a seat at the table with our name on it that's going nowhere. The gifts and callings on our life, over our life, are irrevocable. Y'all, how can we continue in this truth? How can we continue to cultivate a lifestyle of, gen of generosity knowing what we know now, knowing that we have a seat at the table that's not going anywhere? We have access to Father God's riches and resources. How can we cultivate a lifestyle, a generosity, knowing this truth, right? And, and to cultivate this abundant mindset mentality. I believe that there's a timeless principle found in 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Turn there, flip there, click there if you want. We're going to be landing there and talking about that. But there's a timeless truth in that scripture, it may sound familiar to most, but I pray the familiarity does not rob what God wants to give and do now. Check it out. 
It reads this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Okay, we, we've heard this. Most of us have heard this before. For some, maybe this is new. But I pray, Holy Spirit, unlock the power of this passage right now, here and now, today. As I pray that this is unlocked for me, I want this to sink deeper in my life. Real talk. I want this. So let's journey together. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully, meaning generously, will also reap bountifully. Said another way, a poverty mindset yields poverty returns, but a generous mindset yields generous returns. Said by Claimus Maximus. <laughs> ancient philosopher. I'm playing. I ain't ancient. I'm good. I'm good. So, but, but no, but listen. It's, it's a poverty mindset. Let's go back. A poverty mindset yields poverty returns. But, but a, a generous mindset, you're, you're going to yield generous returns. This is an upside-down kingdom principle that has been established and proven time and time and time and over and over again because it's based on the 2 Corinthians 9, 6. And the way that we unlock this passage in our lives is faith. Faith is what unlocks this thing. I remember the day that this was made real to me in my life. I just graduated college. I was living check to check. I was not handling my money well. And then eventually I met Regina. We were about to get married. We eventually had that, you know, that, that debt talk. And we're comparing debt. She had some debt. I had over 100 k worth of student loan debt to my name. She looked at that debt. She looked at me. She looked at that debt. She's like, I don't think I want to marry you. <laughs> I'm like, hey, for better or worse, girl, for better or worse. No, but <laughs> we eventually got married, thank God. And, uh, you know, but we, we were, you know, struggling financially. We were still living check to check. There's, I was making dumb decisions with my money financially. I gave my life to Jesus. And eventually, I find out this, this tithing thing. Like, what's this tithing thing about? Oh, you, you tithe 10% on your gross, and you give to the local church, church you attend. Like, okay. And I, and I knew I wasn't tithing on my money. In fact, I had a fear to tithe on my money. I feared that I'm not going to have enough. Man, God, you got 10%? I'll give you $5. I'm good. But then eventually one day I'm in church and I had the conviction of the Lord rise up in me. And I'm like, man, I don't know what came over me. It was Holy Spirit. But I don't know what's going on, but I just want to tithe. And I said, baby girl, from now on, we are tithing on the gross, okay? And she's looking at me like, are you crazy? I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I don't know, but we're going to tithe. And so eventually we made the decision to tithe. And it was, it was a, we were, you know, it was a faith move, a big faith move. And it was a little scary at times. You know, we still kind of was like living tight, but month after month, 
we realized something interesting. We had money in our, in our account. We weren't living check to check anymore. Okay, interesting. So as we're tithing some more, year after year, our debt was slowly but surely decreasing. And our FICO increasing. And then 10 years later, I kid you not, 10 years later to the day we started tithing, giving our 10%. Y'all, we were claimed student loan debt free. It was crazy. Crazy. I can't make this stuff up. And I'm like, look at God. What? This is the principle, though. This, 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 mind, this, this mindset, this poverty mindset yields poverty returns. But in faith, a generous mindset yields generous returns. Why? Because of this biblical principle that's found in 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Let's read on. It reads in verse 7. Each one must give as he has decided, he or she has decided in his or her heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. We ain't trying to manipulate anybody to give. Listen, God doesn't need no, your money. He owns the, the, you know, the cattle on a thousand hills. I mean, he's rich. He's, he's, he's wealthy. I mean, you know, and no, one, no one can touch what God has. And, you know, uh, we're talking about that, that $44 billion, you know, bought, you know, my man bought twi Twitter. What's his name? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, thank you. You know, I got nothing on, got nothing on the riches of God. You know, God doesn't need our, our money. But what he does want is our hearts, right? He wants our hearts. And oftentimes, the money is so closely attached to our hearts, and he wants, he wants to speak freedom in that. In verse 7, it says, Each one must give as he decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. When I started tithing, I don't think uh, I would have been classified as a, as a cheerful giver. I was a fearful giver. But... One thing I did do was step out in faith, and he honored that. And I started realizing more and more, wow, God's a good God. Wow, he, there are things happening with me in my life, especially when it comes to financially. And eventually, I was, I can honestly say I started to be hopeful in giving. I started to become more joyful in giving. Why? Because it's carried on in verse 11. Check out what verse 11 says. You will be enriched in every way. When you get this principle, check it out, church. When you get this principle, Paul is saying you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving. To God. There is a thanksgiving to God being produced when you understand this sowing and reaping, when you understand that we can give out of the abundance of our hearts and we can give to a good God. That's just what happens when we give. We are enriched in every way to enrich others, and this produces a joy unspeakable and a thanksgiving in our hearts. And eventually, we begin to like just get excited 
to bless God and to bless others. And as we are blessing God and, and, and blessing others, we ourselves are being enriched. This is a timeless kingdom principle that has not been proven wrong so far. This is something that is legit you could take to the bank. And check it out. Not only do these principles apply to us individually, but to the house corporately. As most of you know, uh, the church longs to live in love like Jesus by loving well, doing good, and giving it all away. And uh, so to, on that note, I want to introduce Trevor Bryan uh, to the stage, Senior Director of Finance and Operations, affectionately known as T-Money. <laughs> Come on to talk to us about how we steward resources. Come on, bro. We're going to talk a little bit. We've been in the series talking a lot about generosity, a lot about uh, not being an owner of stuff, but being uh, a steward and sowing and reaping. And we thought it would be good to just pull back the curtain and see what's going on behind the scenes uh, in the house and see if we, you know, how we live up to all the things we preach about. So thanks for doing this, Team Money. Let's start out with the most important question, though. Don't you agree with the statement, only real men make twins? I mean, I mean it's on your coffee cup that you drink on every day. So, I mean, like, don't you agree with that statement? Yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> it's yes. on my coffee mug, so yes. it must be true. All right, all right. And there's your beautiful family right there. Twin girls, huh? Come yeah. on. Thank what you. are their names? Caitlin and Rebecca. All right, they Caitlin. They just turned nine uh, a couple weeks ago, this, actually. Nice, bless you. All right, all right. So, you're the senior director of finance and operations, Trevor. What does that mean? Yeah, uh, so it's probably easiest to understand my role as like the CFO and operations director for the church. So yeah. I oversee finance, generosity, IT, and facilities. And all of that means I, um, you know, what's, my role is basically to steward uh, the various resources of the church. Nice, nice. And you're doing that, my friend, well. Um, so one thing that Matt said that was powerful last week is we, the church, we can only go at the speed of your generosity. I love that quote. How have you seen uh, generosity on display here at VCC through this people? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So um, one story that I think uh, really captures this well for me mm -hmm. uh, is in uh, December of 2019, uh, we had the, the, uh, the biggest December giving result wow. in our, in, in our uh, entire church history. It was way above budget, way above expectation. Uh, and so, uh, and, then, and then in January of 2020, February of 2020, yeah. uh, you know, it continued to be really, really strong, way ahead of budget. And, you know, only the CFO thinks this way, but like, I remember thinking, it, this is too, this is, people are giving, why are people giving so much? Like, right. this feels like God's actually preparing us for something. Wow. We should be really careful about, you know, making plans to spend this extra, extra money. And then, of course, wow. March of 2020, uh, COVID hits. Wow. And yeah. uh, the whole world gets turned upside down. That's There's right. lots of disruption. April of that year, we have a, you know, rather sudden senior pastor transition. And Ooh. so, all of a sudden, we're in this storm. But uh, in the midst of that, uh, it's like, we're, we went into that, you know, 10% ahead of our, our budget. And mm. so it was like God had gone before us and prepared the way wow. uh, through, the wow. through the generosity of his people wow. so that we could weather that storm. That's what's up. And the fact yeah. that you could discern that and actually mm. call it out like, hey, let's save this money rather mm. than, yeah, that's good. That's so good. You know, 
those, um, you know, it, we talked about sowing and reaping. Mm -hmm. It being a not only an individual thing, but also a collective thing as well, too. There's, there's a corporate, you know, the principle is true for not only individuals, but corporately. Yeah. How has VCC not only sown generously, but also reaped generously? Yeah, that's a great question. So I yeah. think even uh, continuing that same storyline, if we fast forward to December of 2020, uh, you know, still, still a lot of uh, COVID disruption in yep. the world and, and that kind of thing. But we felt like the Holy Spirit was leading us uh, to give 10% of mm. our December giving in that year. Okay. Uh, that the Lord was leading us in that way. And so, uh, so we committed to doing that. Right. And ultimately, we, um, we were going to tithe on our tithes. Tithe so to on speak. the tithe, yeah. right. And ultimately, we, uh, we ended up giving $150,000 uh, that year to Princeton schools uh, That's right. so that we could resource under, right. you know, under-resourced kids to get the technology True. support they needed through that. And Praise so, the Lord. Uh, and then, you know, we were able to keep the healing center open through that whole season and, and meet the needs of our community, you know, be a part of meeting the needs of our community right. uh, in the middle That's of good. that. And then in uh, September of 2021, we started this Give It All Away initiative where we're yeah. giving away $20,000 a month to various initiatives and organizations uh, to further the kingdom. Wow. And uh, so uh, to date, we've given away $160,000 as part Come of that on. initiative. Wow. So, so sound, that's good. Yeah. Sewing. We're sewing out here. And so as we're sowing generously, what are some examples of us reaping generously as well, too? Because there's, yeah. there's that reaping thing as well. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, so in the midst of all that, you know, even in spite of the fact that, you know, we're, we are a smaller church than we were pre-COVID yeah. and a smaller budget than we were pre-COVID, and we're giving more money away mm -hmm. uh, than we were before. That's right. Uh, even in spite of all that, uh, the church is really in the best financial uh, condition it's been in, in our entire history. So God's really taking care of Let's us. Let's go. Right. It's so yeah. fun to see that principle at yeah. work. So Generously reap generously. I love that. Um, so at the Vineyard, we, we believe in the radical middle. We believe that there is a radical middle um, in intention between, you know, generosity on one hand and stewardship on the other, you know. Um, and this is a seat you sit in so well. Mm. You, you navigate and manage the tension of those two very well. You're in the meetings, you're in, you know, you're the, what you do in the office. You're always looking, how can we be wise stewards mm. and yet generous? Yeah. But it's also a challenge. Can you yeah. paint a picture of how, <laughs> you know, how you do that, how, how you can mm. make that work, man? Yeah, that's a great question, uh, you know, because it can be a tension, yes. right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, we think about um, stewardship and, you know, the CFO's role is typically like, you know, good financial metrics right. and risk management and, uh, you know, uh, keeping the church solvent, that kind of thing. Right. And then uh, generosity is like, you know, give it all away. So, uh, so that can be a... Give it all away. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. That can definitely be a tension. But we really look at it as two sides of the same coin around here. So while God calls us to demonstrate gener generosity as people and as a, as, as a church, mm -hmm. um, he's also called us to be wise stewards and wise managers of the resources Preach. at the same time. Yeah. And so uh, those things can be intention, but they're really both yeah. critically important. And, and then and understanding that generosity is actually part of being a good steward. That's right. That's real. And mm. do you have an example of when you had to mm. navigate or you had to walk in that tension mm -hmm. of generosity and stewardship? Yeah, actually, I think the, the Give It All Away initiative that we're in the yeah. middle of right now is, yeah. a, is actually a great example of that. So 
Um, on the one hand, you know, the point of the of the thing is to to uh, be generous, to right. generous demonstrate generosity and, mm -hmm. and support things uh, outside the walls of the church. That's right. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're not just throwing money to the wind and, and yeah. you know, wildly. Uh, right. we, we've got a process in place to, you know, collect a, um, applications for that. We've got right. a small group of, of a few staff and a couple of elders that, mm. that vet those uh, to make sure that they're in alignment with the Good. mission of the church and the goals of the church. Right. Um, that we want to we wanna really even steward those gifts uh, well. And right. so we look at the financials of the, of the organizations that are submitting, uh, right. asking for, you know, support. Yeah. And uh, make sure they have good governance in place, you know, those wow. sort of things. Wow, so. that's good. Thanks so much, for man, for being that guy to sit in that tension for us. Um, and last question before we close. Uh, what's one thing you would like to, to, for the people here to know? Yeah, um, let's see. One other thing I think that would be that, you know, my heart for stewardship that I think is probably worth mentioning yeah. uh, is, you know, I, when I think about stewardship, one key component to that is also transparency and mm. accountability. Preach. And so, you know, many of you are probably already aware we, we do an outside audit. Uh, we have an outside audit performed on our financials every yeah. single year. And for as many years as uh, any of us can remember, mm. uh, we've gotten the highest grade that we can get from our outside auditors. Come so, on. Um, I'm really proud of that. Yeah, yeah. What you may not know is that we also um, post our uh, last three years of audited financials right on our website, on the mm. Give page uh, of our website. Come on. Uh, we also have a couple years of our <clears throat> annual report up there uh, for anybody to review. Um, additionally, the healing centers, right. uh, IRS tax forms are publicly available, wow. all that. So, um, and then beyond that, uh, you know, if anybody has questions about the finances of the church, you can uh, reach out to Clay. <laughs> no day. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. No, you, you feel, feel free to reach out directly to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can contact me or anyone on our finance team. Uh, if you have questions about giving and stewardship, uh, you're welcome to reach out to Cassie Cooper, uh, who you All saw right. earlier. Uh, we, any of us would be happy to answer any questions you might have. Come on, y'all. Give it up for Team Money. Wow. Thank you so much for this, man, for, for doing your thing. We appreciate you, man. Um, love how we are able to break down as a house, how the house manages their finances. Uh, it's all God's stuff, though, right? It's all God's stuff anyway. We're just stewards of God's stuff, right? But it's all, this, is, this isn't um, even possible without your generosity and your obedience. And, and, and uh, underneath all that, this is not possible without faith, right? It takes faith to, 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 to lean in and listen and obey, right? Um, it takes faith to sow generously. It takes faith to, to steward resources well and to combat the lie that I, I'm not enough, to combat the lie that I may not have enough, or ultimately God, God is not enough. You know, this, this, this faith will combat those lies. And again, this is not a name it and claim it gospel. Jesus is not Oprah Winfrey where you get a house, you get a car, you get a house, you get a car all the time just for believing the gospel, right? No, 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 this is... This, you know, what this is, though, is what we are saying is that when we step in faith, when we step into this life of faith with him, we will have everything we need for life and godliness. 
everything we need. He will enrich us. We don't come to Jesus to get rich. We come to Jesus because he is king. Amen. Bottom line. And he will take care of us. So here, here's an action step. You've, hopefully you all got this card when you came in. Um, on the one side, you have next steps. On the other side, you have the prayer. Turn to the side where it says the prayer of a good steward. Um, if you read that, you're looking through the prayer, Father, today you've given me another opportunity to live out the plan you've designed for me. I'm grateful for all you've entrusted me to manage for you. So by your power, because it is by his power, we're not going to be able to do this on our own. It's by his power, his strength. I am going to find a way to offer up my, what? Look through these, this list. There's a list here of, 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 of things we can pray about. Find one two or maybe a, f a few areas you feel like Holy Spirit's highlighting, something you may feel challenged by, something that speaks, that speaks deeply to you, and pray about that. You know, Lord, I, I want to find ways to offer up my, my time, my heart, energy, my, my money. How, how can I do that sensibly, Lord? And pray, pray. Don't just pray one time this week. I challenge you to pray every day this week, this prayer. Put it up on your refrigerator. Put it up on your mirror. Pray this prayer every day. And it's why? Because we want to increase. We want to prime the pump for the lifestyle, a lifestyle of generosity, not just a one-off generosity, lifestyle of generosity, and see how it blesses you. And then on the other side, there's next steps. There are some people here who've never given. The challenge may be the invitation may be to give something, to give something. For others, you give something, occasionally, maybe, it's consistently you need to start giving now. And it just keeps going. Some people here are probably going to be called to tithe 10% for the first time. Whatever it is, it's between you and God. I believe God is challenging the body of Christ to step into this thing in faith and build this life of generosity. And some of you guys have been giving faithfully for, man, years. I salute. Thank you. But there's a next step in this thing for you too. That's only for you, only between you and God. Whatever that is, pray. Pray for the power the boldness, the faith to step into that. So Holy Spirit, we bless, Lord, what you want to do through your people, in and through your people, Lord. We don't want to be a people just talking about this thing. We want to live it out. So Lord, help us to live out whatever it is you want us to live out when it comes to this lifestyle of generosity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Let's worship. If y'all want to worship with us, why don't you stand, and I'll come back up for ministry.
in the pressing you are making new wine in the soil i now surrender you are breaking new ground so i
make me an offering make me whatever you want me to be Lord I came here with nothing but all you have given me Jesus bring new wine out of me Lord Jesus bring new wine out of me say it with me say Jesus bring new wine out of me prayer of our hearts, Lord, to bring new wine, and for us to, to receive new wine, there are some old wine skins that need to be rent, Lord, so help us to, to step away from the old so we can make room for the new. Uh, prayer teams, can you come down, make your way down? Uh, there's some ministry words that I want to share with you. Um, if you, there's any words up there you resonate with, any, any words you you could be like, wow, that, that's me. I believe that that's from the Lord saying, hey, come up and get prayer. I see you. I believe that there's ministry that needs to happen today. I pray that there be an increase of generosity well up and overflow on, on your people, Lord. I pray for generosity to well up so much that there are generosity stories that, that just pop, pop up in abundance. Like, wow, there's a testimony of being, genero uh, of being generous here. There's a testimony of being generous there. And if you have testimonies today, remember to go to the big room to see Cassie. She's waiting for your story today. And then also hunger walk registration. We don't want to forget that. If you feel compelled and you feel like, you know what, I want to lean into that. That's my... In right there. I want to I wanna start pressing into things like Hunger Walk or things like, you know, supporting the Healing Center so we can see more people impacted by his love. And there you go. That's an opportunity right there. Otherwise, let's pray and I'll conclude. Holy Spirit, thank you for, yeah, we just thank you. Simply thank you. We bless you. We want to get this sowing and reaping principle, Lord God, so we can lean into a lifestyle of generosity. We don't want this poverty mindset to hold us down like a sandbag. We want to step into a generous mindset. So may there be generous mindsets that only yields generous returns so that we can continue to see that cycle, cycle, Lord, in our lives in perpetuity. In Jesus' name, for the sake of our community, amen? Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your day, your morning, and come up if you want prayer. Please say excuse me to the person next to you. Come up to get prayer. God bless you. See you when I see you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. To subscribe to our podcast or listen to other messages, go to vineyardcincinnati.com slash podcast.